This is a VOFM special broadcast. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday, from 6 to 7 p.m. Exclusive to VOFM 88.1. Hear it. Dumelang Morweni Sanbonani and welcome to another installment of the COVID Report where we unpack and dissect COVID-19 and its impacts on the various aspects of our lives. This is your one-stop shop for all your facts, stats and figures with none of the misinformation. I am your host, Siposi and today is no different. We are looking at the impact on the aviation industry with planes going back into the sky. And to do that, we are talking to Chris Zwengworth the CEO of the Airline Association of South Africa. ASA, amongst other duties, leads and coordinates the airline industry position on airport, airspace, and civil aviation issues, as well as consumer legislation, environmental, and tourism matters. It also provides a media response to important industry issues. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us here on the COVID Report. And my first question is, the COVID-19 outbreak has gotten a lot of businesses on their knees. Please give us a description of what the financial situation in the aviation industry has been like since COVID-19 hit South African shores. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it's a, a, very, it's a very, very tough time since uh, the lockdown started in, in uh, the 26th of March, 2020. In fact, even before that, uh, once we started seeing the impact internationally of the spread of the virus from China into the rest of the world, we saw a drop off in international aviation and uh, domestic aviation as well. So in, in, the, in the month of March, we had a, already a 50% drop in traffic that, uh, through that time. And then on the, when the lockdown was um, started in, in, um, on, on the 26th of March at midnight, we saw that the revenue for the airlines dropped to basically zero overnight. And of course, that has impacted uh, not only the airlines, but also the airports and the air traffic services. With, with the only services that are being operated, just the repatriation flights would have been authorized, as well as cargo flights and those for essential services. So essentially, you've had the airlines really getting no revenue, but also still having to incur certain fixed costs uh, that they have to, to sustain their company. When they started off at the start of um, at the start of the lockdown, they had on average about two months of cash, and so as soon as you get no revenue in, they entered into a liquidity crisis. So you can effectively say from end of March until the end of May, you could see that the the cash reserves could have been effectively depleted. So what actually happened was that the airlines had to uh, start laying off staff and or putting on temporary layoff or re- to put them on unpaid leave all reduce their salaries accordingly. And that's been a very tough time. So that's the, the situation is that we're probably going to see airlines throughout South Africa and probably around the world. There's probably not going to be an airline that's going to make a profit this year because of this crisis. And no profit must then mean more job layoffs. Do you foresee that more people will be retrenched or many people losing their jobs during this time or after the pandemic? Unfortunately, I think there will probably be job losses. Um, the airlines themselves, as many other businesses, and we look at the travel and the tourism business, are having to relook at their entire business structure. The, the, the situation is we don't expect uh, domestic travel to recover to full uh, pre-COVID-19 levels until way, well into, into uh, 2021. And in fact, there are a number of obviously different scenarios when you look at international travel 
So international travel, we look at possibly a, rec a recovery to 2019 levels in the next two to three years. So you can understand that the, the airlines and many other businesses cannot operate at the same sort of resource levels that they had prior to, prior to COVID-19. So you're going to see um, some aircraft being returned. You're going to definitely, unfortunately, see some job losses throughout the entire um, travel, tourism, and aviation value chain. So unfortunately, I think that is going to be a situation, but hopefully um, we can retain as many jobs as possible and, and, um, and see how that goes. In your answer, you briefly touched on taking two to three years for the aviation industry to recover. But in your view, are there other airlines that risk not recovering from the downfall of the impact of COVID-19 at all? I think there are definitely airlines at risk. I wouldn't be able to put my um, put a, a, a proposal, a, um, a position as to which airlines are going to survive and not survive. I still think that we're in a position to, for airlines within South Africa, the South African airlines to, to keep, uh, keep flying. But I think there will be a huge pressure, especially as we start starting operations. As you know, the first flight took off on, on Friday uh, from Oatamba with Seme to Cape Town. We had Airlink starting this morning um, from um, Oatamba through to the main destinations uh, of Cape Town and King Shark International Airport. And then you've got uh, the, th the three other airlines, well, three airlines uh, intending to start operations, Fly Safair, Mango Airlines, and, and probably South African Airways uh, from uh, Monday the 15th of June. So you understand that with low demand, uh, but probably capacity coming to the market, it's going to be a very competitive environment. And uh, it's, uh, it's unlikely that the initial flights will be, uh, will, will, will be profitable. And uh, you're going to obviously see quite effective competition in that area. So you've spoken about the airlines that are going to open within the next couple of weeks, but one that has not been mentioned in the media and in your answer is Kalula is said to only resume flights in November. So my question is what contributes to deciding if an airline can go back in the air during this time, or is it really just a financial decision? The situation with Kome Kalula um, is that they are obviously in business rescue. So their business rescue practitioners have clearly made a call to say that they need to go through a, a proper restructuring, reassessment of the airline to put a new business plan together. And on that basis, the, the, the media has, has basically stated that they will be only ready to go back in October or November of this year. The other airlines are obviously uh, look, considering their cash position and through management and, and the board and probably some discussions with shareholders are deciding that they are in a situation to get back in the air. I think that there are many airlines obviously wanted to get back in the air. They want to get their employees back and, and try and utilize as many of the resources as possible and start to, to start get, getting business going. So as we all know, we've had a number of restrictions since the beginning of the lockdown in March. And the aviation industry is one of those sectors that had to withhold its operations. And now that we're on alert level three and the government has approved essential travel, what effective safety precautionary methods are being implemented by your airline companies? And what do passengers need to travel during these times? All right, that's a good question. And, and I, the situation is really that... Um, since, since we got a sense of going back into, 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 into air travel and we've started the domestic business, um, and domestic services for business travel and other essential services, the, the airline industry is in a very uh, regulated environment. 
Um, it is controlled and overseen by the South African Civil Aviation Authority in terms of safety and security, and then obviously in terms of the implementation of COVID-19 regulations. These are largely driven by uh, requirements as put out by the World Health Organization, the International Civil Aviation Organization, ICAO, which is the UN body that oversees um, aviation, and that draws down into the um, Civil South African Civil Aviation Authority, which has uh, civil aviation regulations and standards according to which all airlines must operate. And addition, in addition to that, they are required to put additional COVID-19 regulations in place. These have to be approved by the Civil Aviation Authority. And in the case of those airlines that are flying, those have been approved and that's why they're flying now. And the others are, the others are also approved, but they obviously have made a decision from a commercial perspective to only start on the 15th of, um, of June. So they, they deal with the entire process from the time that the, air, uh, the passenger arrives at the airport. Um, as you probably have seen through the media, there are requirements that there will be extensive screening of passengers in terms of temperature screening, sanitization. You'll also have to produce proof of your business travel so that you can be allowed into the air terminal. No um, accompanying family or other people will be allowed into the terminal. And you will obviously then proceed to the check-in counter or through your self-service process. Or if you've checked in online, then you'll be able to proceed through to the gates um, and, 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 and go through the normal process for boarding. Um, it's important that you will be continuously uh, checked and, and, and sanitization will take place. And obviously, all passengers must wear masks and uh, will be able to be then channeled through to the various places to get on into the boarding gate where you'll probably also be checked again. And then you'll get on board and you'll be, uh, the on board procedures is one where the aircraft will have been fully uh, sanitized. Um, and you'll also go through a, a, a process with uh, sanitization of your hands, et cetera. And then you'll sit on board the aircraft with your masks on and will be, um, will be able to obviously travel to your destination. I think the important thing to, 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 to highlight is that air travel we believe is, is probably the most uh, safest and the most healthy way of traveling on board the aircraft. The uh, particularly, a lot of concern has been about the transmission on board while you're sitting all together. But obviously, and I think you've heard in the, in the media quite a lot about the HEPA filters, which is the high efficiency particulate air filters, which are responsible for ensuring that all viruses, not only the coronavirus, but all viruses are retained in the filters probably a 99.97% effectivity in terms of retaining the, of, the, of the viruses. And your air is re recirculated throughout that aircraft once every three to four minutes. So there's really a good, uh, efficient way of getting fresh air in from the outside as well as recirculating 50% of that, uh, that air. But on a continuous basis, it's getting recirculated every three to four minutes. So we're really um, very confident that your safety will be, uh, will be assured and your health will be assured on board the aircraft. And then I think when you get off the aircraft and, and you go off, you'll be screened once you get back into the, into the terminal buildings and then obviously you can continue on your journey uh, wherever you go after that. Definitely some, some really hectic regulations that are happening and one can assume this will add some time to the travel time from when you arrive at the airport to when you finally get onto your flight. But this has been a massive financial loss for many airlines as we touched on earlier yeah. on. And this makes us wonder as many industries have received support from government, 
Has the aviation industry received any financial relief from government during this time? We have, uh, as the Airlines Associate, made, made approach to government to talk to them about looking at support for the aviation industry. Um, at the moment, from an airline perspective, uh, we have not got a, a response as yet, but it is something that we're still in the process of following up with government. We've asked them for issues such as um, being able to get reductions in, and, and waivers in, in um, user charges for the airlines to try and assist in reducing the cost of the operating environment. From a, uh, from, a, from, a, from a financing of the airline perspective, we looked at requesting loans or loan guarantees so that they can go and raise capital in the markets. And then the other aspect is possibly cash injection. But we also know that South Africa has got a, a, a great, uh, has got a great um, burden on it in terms of ensuring that the, that the, the financial assistance, particularly in the, in the forms of cash, is channeled to the less advantaged communities and the poorer communities and obviously, we certainly understand that. But there's no doubt that in probably in, in, in some way that we will require assistance. We've seen some cases around the world where this has been granted. Um, but those are, 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 they come with a lot of different conditions. And I think we're going to have to look at some specific um, proposals which are going to be particular to South African situation. So with no guarantee of any support coming from government, what can consumers expect when it comes to the flight costs? Also keeping in mind that these airline companies have to recover the financial losses that occurred during COVID-19. We've seen FlySafe introduce the blocking fee of blocking the next seat next to you for 750 Rand. Are there more charges like this planned or going to come about? And are flights going to go higher in price? Look, I think it is possible that, again, I think it, the important thing is to say this is going to be a very competitive environment. You've got a lot of capacity coming onto the market, and I think the airlines are going to have to manage their demand and their capacity accordingly. So I certainly don't think the intention is there is to raise airfares exorbitantly because I think then, then we're going to be turning the passengers away. And the important thing for us is to try and get passengers back on board our aircraft and to increase the demand. I think what we need to do is we will be trying to show, uh, obviously, firstly, to government so that we can expand the domestic network, because it's at the moment just limited to the four airports, but also to ensure that we get, the, get confidence back in the passenger, that they, can be, that they can feel that confidence to be able to fly again. And, and then obviously, we, we're trying to look at more uh, a greater sales and increased sales, and then obviously to get more back to a, a normal uh, passenger number environment so that you can you can actually justify the reasonable fares. Clearly, the less capacity, the less um, passengers you have, the higher your unit costs are going to be. And if airlines are going to try and cover their costs, at least cover their costs, their airfares could be higher. But I still think that there is a, is a possibility that airlines will be looking, and it's, it's a, as I say, a very competitive environment and, and not looking to, to raise fares too much because otherwise you're going to turn the passenger away. And, and we know that Everybody's been in a very tough financial situation. Many have been affected through loss of jobs and through, um, through just pure financial difficulties, less disposable income. So you don't want to um, inflate the cost too, uh, the fares too much to, to turn the passengers away. So we'll see how things go. I think you'll see some interesting developments and let's hope we, we keep the fares to a reasonable level to enable it to be still affordable to fly.
So on the note of interesting developments, a lot of COVID-19 has forced a lot of businesses to change their operations. So to what extent has the aviation industry been transformed and changed during this pandemic? I think that a lot of them are, a lot of the airlines are looking at, at um, how they change their, their business models and probably looking at more um, re-engineering their, their type of operation. I think that there's a lot of talk about that. I mean, you've still got to have an aircraft that's got to be maintained correctly. It's got to be operated correctly. It's got to be go through certain processes. None of those regulations have been changed in any way. So it's still going to be very highly regulated and compliant, compliance requirement uh, industry. So I think you're going to probably just see more of the airlines trying to become more efficient and more productive and ensuring that they have the right number of aircraft in their fleet um, with the correct resourcing, try and make themselves much more productive than maybe some of them have been in the past. Um, it's going to, I don't necessarily think that the, the, the model itself of the airline will change and the business model will change. Um, it's just going to probably just be a requirement to be a lot more um, um, knowledgeable on their cost structure and their ability to, to match revenue and obviously to cover revenue because they've gone through a huge loss situation. It's so going to be very interesting to see to what extent they can recover those, those losses. I think it'll take years to do so. And that was Chris Regenthal from the Airline Association of Southern Africa sharing what the aviation industry has had to endure during this time of the pandemic and some of the changes and battles it's seen during the reopening. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us on the COVID Report. Thank you very much. It was great to be with you. Thank you.